more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories. A new world order. A new world order. Afternoon, March the 5th, 2021, and we're still here. Okay, technical difficulties, don't worry about that. Don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm trying some new stuff here with my uh, setup. I keep going through little phases, so just bear with me. Uh, Hopefully, it'll all sound good in the end. Anyway, uh, folks, March the 5th, so we made it through March the 4th. I heard all kinds of crazy stuff for yesterday. And the Democrats were some of the ones up there on the Hill that were proposing that it was going to happen, that there was going to be a QAnon attack. Now, uh, give me a break. These guys are not that together. You know, it's a fractured group that throws a lot of stuff against the wall on the Internet. And, uh, you know, that makes them happy. So be it there. Leave it right there. Goodness gracious. Where have we, What? how did we get here? Where we'll believe just about any crackpot theory that comes down the pipe. I heard talk of nukes. I heard talk of, you know, this storming the Capitol. So everybody left town yesterday. You know, a lot of them got out, went back home. Goodness. Enough of that, really. I mean, we don't even need to go into that very deeply. You know, there's there's so much going on, and these distractions that we see are, are just that. You know, we need to be, and now I'm going to talk to you as a Christian, we need to be like Jesus told the Pharisees. You can look at the sky and you can see the color, be it red in the morning, that's your warning. Pink at night means tomorrow it's going to be nice. You can, you can sniff the wind and tell that uh, something's coming. But yet, we're busy getting caught up in all the distractions you know, there's a COVID relief bill, which is, I, I honestly, I don't care if it passes. I know people need money, but they're not giving you very much. They gave you, what, 600 before, and they're talking 14 or 1200 now, and it's your money anyway. Go for a free tax year to get us back on our feet. You know, give the IRS something else to do besides, you know, pour over everybody's taxes and come up with some loophole that they missed. I I say, you know, we're almost at the point where a lot of our enforcement agencies have become so polluted. And the proof is out there. There are are some 
uh, scary transcripts that have come down the pipe. Now, I, I don't know just how credible they are, so I'm not, uh, I'm not pushing them out too far. I've sent them to a few people. But, uh, you know, there, there's some deep dives going on out there that we really need to maybe be aware of. And as time goes and we see a little bit more of what's going on, I might just go ahead and toss that on a show notes kind of thing for people. But we are in the middle yet of what could be classified as a pandemic. Half a million plus people here in the United States have passed away supposedly from one type of disease called COVID-19. Take that for what you want. I think a lot of those people passed away from other things. And then that got slapped on there because there's a certain amount of money that the doctors and the hospitals and all those other folks get for adding that on to a death certificate. Now, I know people that have passed from it. I'm not making light of it. But I'm going to tell you something. There, there, there's a lot that needs to be looked at as we go forward. As we go forward. I want to read something. I'm reading a book, and this thing's about 10 years old. Okay? And it's it's one of those things that, you know, the guy that wrote it, uh, I think it in this particular book, it's a uh, con, it's it's got a whole bunch of different authors that uh, and the the publisher is Defender Publishing, and it's Tom Horn that uh, put this book together. It's called Pandemonium's Engine, Pandemonium's Engine by Tom Horn and others. Some of those others are fellows that I'd met and really enjoyed the conversations we had online and in person and then uh, have passed on. But uh, let me talk to you about something. And this is interesting. This is interesting. Um, this is a little subtitle that he put in, in, his, in his chapter. And, and this, is, this whole book is about transhumanism. Now, if people don't know what that is, it's adding body parts on, you know, not so much a, a, a hip or a knee or a shoulder or whatever, but those things that can function on their own. And they have many that are coming down the pipe to us that are a little bit concerning in certain ways. I mean, it's, it's great that people can maybe get their sight back or their hearing uh, or whatever, you know, use of a hand that they lost. I mean, that's great stuff. But in the, in the end around of it, uh, there's computer chips involved and all that kind of thing, and that's way deep. But this, this particular passage, it's a little, it's not real long, but it's lengthy enough. I want, I want to read it because I found it to, you know, just kind of knock my socks off. Okay, he's talking about transhumanism as a fulfillment of Revelation 13, 16 through 17, which encapsulates the mark of the beast. Now, there's been a lot of guys that will come out and they poo-poo this thing about the, you know, I think everything that they make us do or try to make us do is a step forward in the conditioning process to get you to take the mark of the beast. Let me read. There are those who believe the biblical mark of the beast will evolve as an abstract of transhumanist 
uh, aspirations and could be a conspiracy employing biotechnology in the form of a manufactured virus or bioweapon. For example, <clears throat> as, a, as a mental exercise, we imagine that an occult elite operation or an uh, occult elite operating behind the U.S. government devises a virus that is a crossover between human and animal disease, let's say uh, an entirely new and highly contagious influenza mutation and uh, intentionally releases it into the public. A pandemic ensues. And the period between when a person contracts the virus and death is something like 10 days. With tens of thousands dead in a few weeks and the rate of death increasing hourly around the globe, a universal cry for a cure goes out. Seemingly, miraculously, the government then steps forward with a, I'm going to put quotes around this, he did not, vaccine that only, the only catch they explain is that given the nature of the animal-human strain, the cure rewrites one's genetics so that the person is no longer entirely human. The point is that those who receive this antidote would become part beast. He does have quotes around that. And thus the title, Mark of the Beast. Now that was written, if I am not mistaken, in like 2011 or 2009. I'm checking. It's on my iPad. But is that not pretty close to what we're seeing? I mean, come on. We're, we're right there with it, folks. It's happening right in front of us. Now, <clears throat> there are people who tell us, yes, this uh, deal that we're dealing with is uh, genetic engineering of one form or another. Some say it's not. Some say, but let me tell you something. One thing I know for a fact, and I've seen it in more videos than, than I can name, uh, one was with Dr. Simone Gould, who's, who they're trying to tear apart and ruin. Uh, in the end, she, they may, or they'll kill her. <clears throat> and I, 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 I don't want to see that happen, trust me. These, these are not things, but, you know, our government and those who uh, employ the ability to do certain things to people have that ability to do it, to wipe. I mean, if you go, and, I, and this is, if you have a computer, and you obviously you do if you're listening to me right now, I've said that many times, go to, uh, I think it's just stevequail.com, Q-U-A-Y-L-E, Steve Quail. Uh, he's a pretty brilliant guy. I, I actually contacted him to see if I could get 15 minutes of his time, but he's really busy. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty low level. I, I understand but I'm going to keep after him because we've, we've been in contact over the years, email-ish. But anyway, if you go there, he has a, a, a part on his page that says dead scientists, I think it is. Uh, 
uh, over a period of a few years, all these microbiologists were dying in horribly different ways. Some of them in one car crashes. Some of them uh, open the door to a, you know, maybe get a package from somebody or a stranger and were shot dead in their house. Uh, one woman, I think it was a woman, was uh, um, found in her car, in the trunk, the car on fire. Now, why? Why did they target a specific section of doctoring the microbiologists these aren't actually you know these aren't the guys that you go to when you uh, break a finger these are guys who are scientists that spend their days and some of them i mean you know how they can be they're poured into their work and they spend all their time studying these microorganisms they study ways to take certain um, strains of something, and some of them, you know, even though they aren't supposed to, mix it with something else, and then try to come up with a vaccine or a or an antidote. You know, I, I did that in my layman terms, but that's what they do. That's their that's their gig. And all of a sudden, a bunch of them, top dogs. I mean, they were popping them off one way or another. Some may have died from regular things, but most, there was a whole bunch. Go, go to Steve's page and check that out, stevequail.com. There's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, you, he's got a, a, a section that I, I don't think the man sleeps, but, uh, you know, because he's in uh, Montana, so that's a couple hours behind me. And he's, you know, you can see that he's posted some news articles. There's a section for current events or something like that. And it's just, you know, updated daily. And it goes all day. I, you know, I just don't know how, how it keeps up. Uh, there's also dreams and visions. If you dig through that, you'll find one or two from me. But uh, there's some really good stuff there. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he, he's, a, he's a researcher. He's a little brash at times when you hear him. You can hear him uh, weekly just about on the Hagman Report. I think he shows up on Thursday. And usually interesting. I mean, you're going to hear a lot of stuff, and your, your brain will be wanting to melt by the time he's done. But uh, very interesting guy, you know, very interesting. It just, and especially in the days that we're living in now, this guy's written books about uh uh, gene therapy, or you know that kind of stuff. Scientific sides of things. Giants. Uh, his forte is the Genesis six thing. He has another page. I think it is called Gen six, and yet another that's uh, the Q, Q files, two Anyway, enough enough trying to sell Steve. He's a good guy. He's all right. <clears throat> and Hagman is too. They they they've uh, been around for a while. I I haven't listened. I hadn't listened to them for quite some time. There was some stuff that went down a while back, and and I've just decided heal wounds, and not between me and them. It was just you know I heard some things I wasn't too fond of. But you can you can pick what you want to listen to, right? It's the internet. You pick to listen to me today. 
So anyway, let's 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 think about what we just read. Now that was from a book, Pandemonium's Engine, first chapter written by Tom Horn, and I read that and I bookmarked it on my iPad because I said I'm going back that I am I want to read that to people so they can understand that there are some pretty weird things going on out there in our world. When you consider that 10 years ago, a guy just put together a thing, and then as we go forward, we also have down the, the, down the, the, the pitch a little bit, you know, you have Fauci that came out in 2017 saying that, you know, within the next few years, the Trump administration will face possibly a pandemic. Now, he said possibly to keep himself out of trouble. What did he know? I don't know, because I'm not going to call him up and ask him. You know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again and again. There is a dark cloud of something that hangs over the Washington, D.C. area. I was telling a couple of folks that just the other day. You know, when I, I used to fly in there all the time, and it was like, you know, spend a night sometimes or just go for the day, and... You know, I wasn't as spiritually tuned in maybe back then as I should have been. But I'll tell you this, you know, you still know that there's just something that's not right about that town. There's something that's just off. And part of it is it's full of people who are into all kinds of evil. All kinds of it. They lie, they cheat, they steal. Uh, the the new thing that's coming down the pipe, and I, I, I you know, you don't want to believe it, but it's there, and it'll be right in front of you, is all this pedophilia stuff, all this, you know, child stuff. Now, some guys I think they set up because it is easy to manipulate video, and it's easy to manipulate pictures. It's not, we, we're not dealing with uh, our... 20 or 30 years ago Photoshop on, on the computer where some guys could actually do very well with it. Nowadays, they can, what, what they call them deep fakes. Deep fakes. Where they can manipulate things. The shadows are perfect. Everything seems above board. So you have to be very careful. Stay out of D.C. I wouldn't go there for anything. You know, they had the big rally, I'll call it. They turned it into a protest, and they turned it into the day of infamy. <laughs> you know, they, there's a million people almost there. If they really wanted the Capitol, I do believe they could have had it. And everybody in it, they'd have never got away. But they didn't. It was a setup. Now, I think some people got carried away in, in, the, in the heat of the moment, and I believe, honestly, there were people there that went there for a purpose, and that purpose was handled. They went in and they tore it up. They, there were laptops that disappeared. I heard 13 of them. We're waiting to see the, the end result on that. And again, conspiracy, but who knows? And I'm not here to 
promote every conspiracy, but you know there are things that, that bear looking at. Uh, just today I saw that the uh, young lady that got shot, Ashley Babbitt, now she was, she was killed for no reason, absolutely none. She had no weapon. I mean, you can clearly see it if you watch the video, and it's a horrific thing to watch. It is not, it's not easy to watch someone killed in real time. She had no weapon. She posed no real threat. She was like five foot 220, mom of two, I believe. All she was doing was crawling through a window that someone else broke out. And that police, I'm going to put that in scare quotes because I don't believe he's worthy to be called a police officer, shot her for no reason at all. He could have grabbed her and put her on the floor and handcuffed her, and that would have been acceptable. But to kill someone like they did is unacceptable. So she's her her uh, her family has gathered lawyers. Well, yeah, we don't even know to this day who did it. I'll tell you what, you know who killed George Floyd? Uh I don't I don't remember the guy's name that that kill, uh, shot the uh young fellow in the back over in uh, Kenosha. I don't know the police officer or the one in Atlanta because it's way out outswayed by the uh I think it was, it was it Devin Darren Darren or Devin uh, Chauvin or whatever in Minnesota who shot George Floyd or not shot him sorry excuse me uh, speaking about shooting I guess gets your tongue gets wrapped up who knelt on his neck now um, there's going to be a lot of things that 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 trial is right around the corner I want you to understand I don't sell anything here okay you can't buy a thing from me but I will give you the sound advice that my friends uh, in radio and, and podcast land, the ones who are intelligent, are, would give you. Stock up now. Stock up now. I don't care if all you buy are cans of beans. The best way to do it is dried beans and rice and lots of seasoning. You know, you just get yourself your, your hot sauce and... You know, get freeze your freeze some sausage and some hamburger and all that other stuff that you can get a hold of while you can afford it, and then afterwards while you can actually acquire it. Now I know people that say, oh, "Well, the Lord's going to take care of me," and He will, but He's He's also a Lord who will warn you and give you a brain to think ahead. That we were talking in church just Wednesday night. <laughs> they were trying to tell that little story about the guy that gets stranded on the roof of his house during a flood. First of all, they warned people the flood was coming. Remember Noah? He warned people for 120 years a flood was coming. First of all, they warned the little guy, the, the people, there's a flood coming. He didn't heed the warning. He said, it's going to bother me. The Lord will take care of me. Well, it came in and it surrounded his house and filled it up full of water. He just ended up on the roof of his house. And the water's still rising. They sent a boat to pick him up. The Lord's going to take care of me. He'll get me out of here. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. 
Okay, you can't force him, right? I mean, I guess you could drag or drag him off the roof, but you might, you might tip boat over. Everybody's in trouble. They sent a helicopter to pull him up off the roof, and he didn't do it. He said, nope, Lord's going to take care of me. Well, the water came up higher, and he drowned. You know, hey, he's a, he's a, he's a faithful guy. He goes before the Lord, and he says, I thought you were going to take care of me. I, I told everybody you'd take care of me. And the Lord just, you know, remember, this is just a story. This isn't true. Okay, don't mark it down. Oh, I don't. He said, the Lord says, well, I gave you experts that told you a flood was coming and that the dam or whatever would break. I sent people by in a boat to pick you up and you refused. I sent a guy in a helicopter to pick you up, and you refused. So here you are. Now, if you think about it, he's probably in a better place, right? But, you know, there, it's, it's, look, I mean, you can look at it from all kind of different directions. But that's just a, a, it's a joke or a story. It's something, an analogy for people to understand. When you hear guys saying to you, you know, save some money if you can. Invest in certain things. I, 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 I tell my friends, and I'm short one of the Bs, Bibles, bullets, beans, and bourbon. I don't have any bourbon, but you know, those are the things that in a horror show, kind of a, a, as they say that when, when it hits the fan, you have your basics. Those are the basics, a basic four B's. Uh, bourbon is good for, you know, if it's a strong stuff to throw on a wound, <laughs> take a drink. If you need to have a tooth pulled and you can't get to the dentist cause there is none or none or to barter with, mostly to barter with. Bullets, the same thing, barter with bullets. You could get, you know, if you're running low on this, you can, hey, I've got a, I've got 45 bullets over here, you know. And it's money. When money is no good, let me tell you something. We all have just about a credit card or a bank card or something. When the bank isn't functioning, the card is no good. Money, cash money, is usually good for a, ter- a per- period of time, and then it's not. Because what, what can I give you? I give you money for an I- item, but yet you can't do anything with it because the bank is closed. I mean, it's, it, it's a circle. Uh, the good things have are, pre- are precious metals, silver and gold. Silver, if you're like, most people, it's easy to trade and barter. Why am I saying all this stuff? I don't even know. I didn't, I didn't put, like, I don't use any notes. You all know that. But what I will say is this. We're coming down into something very soon. You know, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13. Good places to land every once in a while and understand the world around you. We talked the other day, and I, th- I know we didn't. I, th- I think, well, maybe we did. Romans 1, their, their foolish hearts are darkened. These people that are ruling us from D.C., they've, they've lost it. 
we're going to see things start to open up in front of us, well, or close, because um, Texas, Mississippi decided no masks, no closing. Everybody's open for business here in these two states. I believe other conservative states will follow. We have not done yet in Ohio, but I'd like to see it happen. There are there are certain things that we need to do to keep our republic moving, and that is open up, let people be a, uh, let people do their thing, man. Let them let them get out there and and earn a living. Get that piece of paper or cloth off your face so people can see you smile. We talked the other day about the Great Reset, and I only went through the first. I've done it before. I did the whole thing. I'm gonna. I, I, I'll, t- I'll go to the number two of it. The first one's fear. The first one's fear. Now, the way some of these guys do is they backtrack from the bottom up, and then to, just to show you, we all, we're already here. <laughs> How did we get there? But I'm, I'm going to tell you. I think most of us know they got us scared. Then they went down another track. It's called dehumanizing, dehumanizing. Stay away from everybody. Wear something over your face so that we can't see your face. I can't tell, you know, I can't, half the time you don't even know what people are saying. We've had to get louder or whatever, and some of these masks are intense. Some people have trouble breathing anyway. Within that dehumanization of the mask, then you have demoralizing where they shame you because you there there were people I heard going into a, a Target out in uh, Billings or Bozeman, Montana, and were maced before they even got to the store because they're walking without a mask across the parking lot. This stuff goes on all the time. They shame you. They tell you, if you're not going to wear a mask, we'll show you. And then they start talking about new normals. You know, there's other parts of the dehumanization process, that, that, but that mask is a big one. I hate it. I really do. I don't like it at all. I conform to what they want me to do because I do need to go to the store and purchase things at this point. But uh, I don't like it. I want to go sit down in a restaurant. I'll wear it till I sit down just like everybody else, and I take it off. But we have feared everybody up. Everybody's scared to death. They're going to get that thing and they're going to die. Everybody has that. Now, it's like we don't look at each other like my neighbor or my friend or my family member or the other folks out just you know, in, in general public. We don't look at them the same. We just see a, a half a face from the nose up. You know, it's, it's demoralizing. It's dehumanizing. We were created in God's image. Read, read Genesis 1 again, okay? We were created in God's image. God's image didn't want us to have a mask to cover up who we are. Your face is who you are. That's how people, they, hey, there's Tom. There's, there's Harry or whoever. And now we don't know because we can't see their face. We just see a couple of eyeballs, maybe their hair, 
and then paper or plastic or whatever to cover it up. Some people love this stuff, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're buying into it hook, line, and sinker. I wish my catfish out there at the lake were easier to, as easy to catch as these folks have been to uh, uh, just jump on the old bandwagon with the uh, mask mandates. God bless you, Texas and Mississippi, for lifting it all. God bless you. Governors need to take control of their states. They need to show people that they do run and operate their own states. That's the way it was set up. The federal government to uh, oversee things, state and local governments to take care of their own. It's about time the other 48 states looked at that and started taking care of their own instead of trying to take care of themselves. Hey, it's Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast. You have a great day. It's Friday, March the 5th. We made it through the (laughs) fake Trump inauguration. You have a great day. Till next time. See ya.